0: Today in health IT is cybersecurity funding about to change. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels and events dedicated to transform healthcare, one connection at a time. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders. Shortest, Articite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com today. All right, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Use it as a foundation for daily or weekly discussions on the topics that are relevant to you and the industry. They can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, today we are going to talk about a couple things. One is two Axios stories. One is disruptive new wave of ransomware hits critical infrastructure. We'll hit that. Now we're going to talk about the New York law and what that means for the rest of healthcare. So... Let me give you a rundown of the first Axios article. A wave of ransomware attacks targeting critical infrastructure in recent weeks is a stark reminder that the ransomware problem will continue to get worse before it slows down despite the US government's best efforts. Why it matters. In the meantime, hackers will keep disrupting critical services at schools, hospitals, financial service institutions, and more. Driving the news, several critical infrastructure organizations are responding to ransomware attacks this week. Some hospitals across the US had to divert ambulances from their emergency rooms and cancel elective procedures throughout the week due to ransomware attacks. North Texas Municipal Water District got hit. Ransomware hit Fidelity National Financial and the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency warned right before Thanksgiving that ransomware hackers are still exploiting a vulnerability in the Citrix product. By the numbers, So far this year, there have been 317 publicly reported ransomware attacks against healthcare entities, according to LISCA's count. That's already surpassed the 245 total last year. The same goes for schools. In 2023, LISCA counted 243 publicly reported attacks so far compared to last year's 189 total. Let's see what they're saying. We are seeing an uptick, and that is normal for this time of year. Liska said, it, I think it's a bigger post-Thanksgiving uptick than we normally see. The big picture, many federal government's investments in the ransomware fight will take take years to yield the results needed to contain the problem. New cyber incident reporting laws, which will help officials track how many attacks there are haven't gone into effect yet. All that's going to do is tell us how many more attacks. Cyber funding measures that Biden administration and Congress have implemented, such as relatively new state and local cybersecurity grant programs, have only just started doling out the allocated dollars. Again, not comprehensive. And law enforcement investigations often take years to collect enough evidence before they can make arrests. Let's see. Meanwhile, frustrations is building across the country as more Americans experience life-altering. And they talk about surgeries that were canceled and patient checkups that were canceled at the hospitals. They talk about just some other things that are, those seem like more nuisance things than anything. Progress is being made International law enforcement had several key arrests. Lawmakers have established new cybersecurity positions in the federal government. Establishing new positions doesn't really do much, but it does give you a group of people that are gonna be focused on this work and moving it forward. Let's see. Yeah. All right. That's about all I want to share with that story. I want to go over to this New York law, though, because this is more interesting to me and I think does set up what could end up being a, a precedent that gets repeated by many other states and potentially the federal government. So New York hospitals' cybersecurity rules could spur similar mandates. This is also Axios. Let me give you an idea of what this article says. The idea of mandating that hospitals meet minimum cybersecurity standards is gaining traction amid scrutiny of mounting attacks that have knocked health systems offline for weeks and upend patient care. Yes. Driving the news, New York Governor Kathy Hochul this week proposed the state become the first to require health systems to adopt certain cyber defense cyber defenses, including preparation of response plans for a potential attack, which is hard to believe if they don't already have that, but if they don't, yes, by all means, mandate it. She also proposed redirecting 500 million from the state's fiscal 2024 budget towards grants to help hospitals get up to speed. That's the big one, and I'm gonna come back to that. New Yorkers and Americans, broadly speaking, expect their governments to ensure that their critical infrastructure in which they rely is materially free from threats. New York's chief cyber officer, Colin Ahern told Axios, the big picture, the proposal reflects a broader shift in how cyber attacks in healthcare are viewed as patient safety issue rather than privacy issue, which is a drum that has been being pounded for quite some time now, as they increasingly disrupt how and where health systems can provide care. Attacks in several cases have forced ambulances to travel longer. In New York, two hospitals last month had to divert patients to other hospitals due to cyber attacks. Between the lines, experts tell Axios they expect New York's proposal is likely the first of a more cyber mandates to come for hospitals. We understand that the mandates are coming, said Marie Savickas, who's been on the show several times, vice president of public policy for the College of, for Chime. What we've said is that we've just really need some support, especially for those under-resourced providers. At the federal level, the White House has said it is targeting minimum cyber standards for critical infrastructure, including hospitals. HHS Department security Andrea Palm said, the agency isn't rolling out the idea of trying minimum cybersecurity requirements to payments under federal health programs per Politico. Let's see, details. New York's proposal, part of the statewide initiative announced earlier this year to shore up cyber defenses, calls for each hospital to securely maintain systems that are designed to support normal operations. All hospitals would need to have a cybersecurity program, designate a chief information security officer and perform risk assessments. The proposed rules also call for establishing protocols like multi-factor authentication, as well as audit trails to help detect and quickly respond to cyber uh, events. It's uh focus not only on roles, but certain technology solutions that should be implemented at a minimum from a table stakes perspective that have been proven to really enforce a strong information security program. Okay, I, I get a little antsy when we start to say which technologies, when we start to tell people how, instead of what, we need this to be protected in this way is how you set a policy, not, hey, you need to implement dual factor authentication because maybe that is the the norm today, but it's not the norm in the future. Patient privacy regulations have pushed hospitals with limited IT budgets to focus on protecting patient data from hack- hackers leaving other systems vulnerable, said healthcare industry policy uh, principle and cybersecurity firm Clarity. Okay. For example, I can hack your hospital's HVAC and your elevator system in the summertime and you will immediately go into emergency triage. It's not just about ransomware anymore, says a person whose uh, technology actually oversees that stuff, so I I don't know. New York officials said they're still weighing penalties for noncompliance as they collect public comment on the proposal until February if the requirements ultimately go into effect hospitals would have one year to come into compliance. Now, if they're gonna supply the money, that this makes sense. If they're gonna supply the money and people still don't do it, and they still uh, are in non-compliance, absolutely. If they're not gonna supply the money and they're just going to do the stick, this is going to be uh, a challenge. Let me come back to the 500 million. The 500 million is interesting to me. You're talking about one of 50 states, and you're talking about a problem that is an acute need within healthcare. There are health systems that are making pretty drastic choices on do they secure certain aspects? Do they not secure other aspects? The reality is if you leave a hole in the fence, no matter where that hole in the fence is, people can come through. And if you don't protect against that lateral movement, they can eventually get to everything anyway. So to a certain extent, you have these weird false choices being made. Oh, we're gonna protect this, but not this, or we're gonna protect this, but not this and you leave holes for them to penetrate and get into the system, be it the HVAC system or the EHR or the Citrix system or whatever. At the end of the day, most CISOs I'm talking to are essentially saying, look, we're preparing for an incident, and once that incident hits, we wanna be able to restore operations in a certain amount of time. We wanna be able to limit the impact and the blast radius, if you will, of that incident so that they're only able to impact Let's just say the HVAC system, and not every other system within the health healthcare system, but they're able to restore those services as quickly as possible. And so there's this holistic approach to looking at not only the penetration and the attack surface and what systems, but also to controlling their ability to impact the entire system and also restore those systems. And as those are just the five pillars that we are looking at in order to have a comprehensive cybersecurity policy. So I would wanna look at this in more detail, understand what they're talking about, look at how the allocation of money, how do you apply for that money? How do you get that money? Uh, If I were a CIO today, I would wanna understand this New York law pretty significantly because I was a CIO in California, I would expect California to follow suit. It is a state that is pretty aligned politically and it is also a state that has a significant amount of healthcare that is under attack. Uh, as I've said on the show before, we have a situation where essentially there are aircraft carriers lined up off the coast of New York, Carolina, California, Oregon, Washington, and they are launching attacks every day, every minute, every second. And as a federal government, this is one of the things we expect them to do, is to not allow carriers to line up on any of our coasts and just launch attacks. That's happening from a cybersecurity standpoint on a daily basis. This is where the federal government does step in. This is where federal dollars do get spent, and this is how we protect healthcare, and not only healthcare, but also critical services as we move forward. All right, that is the show for today, that's all. Don't forget, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. We would greatly appreciate it. We wanna thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Shortest, Articite, Parlance, Certified Health, Notable and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening, that's all for now.